We got all the Americans in jail. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Screenshot, the drinking game movie podcast. Today, we are doing a bonus episode. We're going over, oh my gosh, you just dropped your water. <laughs> We're going over World War Three movies or war ending world movies. My name is Mark Trebino. On my side of the table, I've got Adam LD. But on the other side of the table, we've Yo. got Johnny Cruz, co-host, and Troy Javaris. Johnny, you're going first. What movie do you have for can us? Can you say World War Three three times fast? I don't think I can. World War Three, World War Three, World War Three. It's not as hard as I thought. <laughs> okay, what's your <laughs> what's your movie? Doctor Strange Love, Doctor Strange Love, Doctor Strange Love. This is preposterous. I've never approved of anything like that. Isn't it true that they that what who who directed this? Kubrick. Did he make um whoever was like in charge of uh the USSR watched this movie. I heard that he did something uh, like that. I don't know, but I know that he was originally when he was make like writing this movie, he was gonna you know do it as like a straight taut thriller. But then he realized while re- reading the literature for like all the nuclear Holocaust theory type thing or nuclear war theory that the end game of every single theory would always lead back to a mutual destruction, which is really inherently funny. So he was like, I just got to make this a black comedy, and um, has I think it's really great because it has the Sterling. If, it, if you know who Sterling Hayden is. Everybody who knows who Sterling Hayden is, like, is, he's he's one of their favorite actors. He's an obscure actor, but he's like so many people's favorites. He's one of my favorites. He's he plays the uh, general Jack D. Ripper, Jack the Ripper, and he plays this insane general who starts talking about all these conspiracies about whatever, and he goes insane, like you know, a Cold War conspiracies, and he goes insane and orders like a nuclear strike that can't be stopped, and it's basically like the fallout of that decision. And I think. Great movie. Troy, what do you think? Troy always seen this movie. I think surely. it's a great movie as well. Do you know about the, the alternate ending or the deleted ending? Or it was just like one big giant pie fight? They're all throwing pies what? at each other. Yeah. There's a there's a pie fight ending? I mean, you can't I, I think the footage is like destroyed because uh, Kubrick was crazy. I mean you could try, but I, I know Kubrick when he deleted footage, he would actually like destroy it. Um but yeah, there was a big pie fight at the end, I believe. I could be off base with that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, there's no way we're finding that. Yeah, Troy's literally lying. Um, well, the thing about this movie is you said it was a big movie. This was very successful at the time, and it gave Kubrick the clout in Hollywood to basically make whatever he wanted, which was the next movie he made was 2001 A Space Odyssey. Awesome. All right, well, then, Troy, what do you got next? Let's move on to the next one. What do you have? So my pick is a movie called Threads. It's actually a made-for-TV movie that aired in Britain. In, I believe, the 80s? I could be wrong about that. Yeah, 83. See, I know my stuff. And basically, it was a very grounded in reality film, kind of like a what if, like, hey, what if a nuclear war broke out? You know, how would that go down? And for being a TV movie, I got to say, this is like a haunting experience because you follow around a couple groups of characters, um, and then you see, you know, oh, the Soviets just launched this. Okay, all of a sudden, nukes are going off. And um, it not only goes into their individual experiences, but eventually the film gets into just, like, societal experiences and just how, you know, the world would change. Like, you know. Um, yeah, and also about living in Britain. Now that's and, hard. And, and, and how <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Um, and it, it's really, this, this scene, I think, is the nuke scene. I think I picked the right scene. It comes later in the video i think i can go forward that's that is scary um, i love i love uh movies or any kind of narrative that shows um i guess how normal or everyday people are going to act in scenarios right like this. and it's like horrifying because you know the, the, the stigma i guess is oh you know if, if a nuke gets dropped i don't want to be in that blast radius i don't, don't want to die yeah but this movie kind of poises the thing where it's like yeah you kind of do want to be in that blast radius because guess yeah. what life's gonna suck if you're outside that blast radius because you know oh like people you know generally outside of it, oh great 
you know, my kids got incinerated. Now I'm, I'm just here alone. And, um, and then this movie kind of explores all that. And yeah. then, it, and then it gets into like this, the, the, the evolution of society. So here are they, are they trying to stop like radiation from leaking in? Um, I wasn't looking at what was going on to be honest with you. A little back. Um, well, well, they're trying to make their beds more comfy. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, yeah, see, like they're yeah, yeah, yeah. So they know it's coming. They, they, they know the <laughs> nuke is coming, and they're like, "Oh shit, we got to prepare. We got to hide." You know, that's crazy. Um, and it's it's really it's it's haunting. Like the movie ends, and you're like, "Oh, like I'm depressed now. This is right. miserable." Yeah, that's what everyone says. They say that's like when if you, if a nuke's coming, you, you don't drive away from it. You drive towards it, honestly. Right. Because yeah, again, like it, it shows just what happens to society. Just you know, of, of course, close to that blast radius. Just in general, like you know, uh, um, it goes years into the future, and just how, um, of course, you know, this is. Fictional. So. I really, I actually really like this. This, is, this sounds really awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it's really, really incredible. And it's, again, for a TV movie, um, how they portray everything, you know, like um, there's there's practical effects. People are burned, this and that, all these, all these harrowing things. And I, I couldn't believe what I was looking at yeah, it. One of, my favorite things, enough. one of my favorite things about this movie is how when Troy was describing it, he said the word future. Oh, no. He has to take a drink of alcohol. Make sure. Oh, that no. That's my word, too. Yeah. Does he get double? No, no. he doesn't get double. Uh-huh. You know what? The other thing, I, you ever read the book Swan Song? Yes. Not. Swan Song. By uh, uh, Grog Skogulus. Uh, no, by Robert McMahon. Yeah, sure, I know. That, but I know what it is, that it's is. About, it's about nuclear um, fallout, basically, and how it like, surviving afterwards. And it's, I, I love, it's, it's, it's um, comparable to The Stand by Stephen King. And I love like, the, the whole yeah. nuke kind of um, narrative where it's like, oh, we have to survive now. It's very I interesting. I, I'm going to have to watch this. Yeah, I, I, you could find it relatively easily. I could probably find the full movie on YouTube, honestly. Probably. And if yeah. not, like the Blu-ray is like 10 bucks on it. All right, cool. Amazon. So. Dude, have you seen Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why these people don't just jump in a refrigerator. Shut <laughs> <and survive laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew you were going there, so too. Easy. All right, Adam, <laughs> what, so what, what, what's your movie, Adam? What the hell is this? It's an anime. Troy and Troy Basically, and Adam bringing out these obscure. Listen, listen. Oh, you're not ready. So th- this is a really. S- <laughs> I used to oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Can just talk and through it. Talk us through it. Look at that cockroach. It looks like Obunga, bro. Sorry, <laughs> people getting killed. There's a skinless man stepping on people's heads, Adam. So basically, all the different countries are now trying to terraform the moon in the future, right? Oh, before, <laughs> oh my gosh! Before they go to terraform Mars, right? Actually, no, not the moon, Mars. They all go to terraform Mars. But before they go, they actually sent a bunch of cockroaches up there, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Cucaracha. Oh, and they came back? So when the humans went there, they sent the cockroaches for experiments because they're very good at surviving harsh conditions. So they sent them to Mars first. They sent the humans, right? And then when the humans get there, all these cockroaches are now humongous beings who are like genetically enhanced and they have no idea what the hell happened on Mars for them to be like this. Like they've all got super strength. They're all like able to slaughter and jump like insane distances. They're like superhuman. And basically when earth sent people to go to Mars to terraform it, they sent people from every single country. And as you go on the story and you progress, you start to find out that some countries were tampering on Mars beforehand and it caused a lot of the issues. And some of them have plans that were going beyond the cockroaches that are going to slaughter all these humans. So it's actually all these countries vying for resources and trying to take the land and everything like that. And uh, That's what I love about anime, which like you have such a crazy idea uh-huh. and actually execute it because it's animation. But it's also like really mature, even though it's kind of like 
what's going on here? But like, I I, I love this stuff. I so, I feel like I'd really like this. I saw this on one of those YouTube channels where it's like they explain the premise in the title. Yeah, I saw that. Also, the so the characters, the way they fight against these things, they each have a particular animal that they have the abilities of. So they they're proportional to them. So if like one of them is a bullet shrimp, right? Yeah, they have the power to punch you like a bullet shrimp, but in human size. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that that's concepts like that. You get to see so many creative insects and creatures. That's awesome. And, like, one of them is an octopus. What the fuck is happening here with the hands? Gun hands. That must have, this must have been so much fun to animate. Oh, it was so sick. There's a censored version. Do not watch that. It's a piece of shit. But watch it uncensored because they get so brutal with the deaths. And what's it called again? Terraformars. Terraformars. Yeah. I like this. I really do like this. <laughs> oh this <my> is awesome. <laughs> this is literally just every character death, bro. That's th- oh well. Now we're just spoiling. Yeah, spoil the whole. Okay. Adam's the worst. Sure. <laughs> ah. Spoil the whole. Adam, thing. you're not gonna remember worst. even one of them, bro. Yes, I will now. No, now it's skewed my memory. Loser, I hate you. I hate you. This kid spoiled so much for me over my life. <laughs> sorry, Game well, of Thrones. Everything. Everyone, everyone that's watching this knows that they're spoilers. So. I'm sorry. Watching characters die, you didn't think that there were character deaths? They could have been side characters, nothing, just, just canon I never fodder. said there were major character deaths, I just said there were character deaths, just to show the violence oh, of the goddamn show. Oh, now you're trying to save yourself. No, he, I'm not! He has historically oh, spoiled so right, much right. for me, it's unreal. Alright, I'm gonna go to mine if that's alright. stupid, please uh, do. Alright, so this is one that Adam <laughs> loves. Adam loves this movie. Just kidding, mm. he makes fun of it pretty frequently. This is Red <laughs> This is Red Dawn. Daddy! This is the Chris Hemsworth version? Uh, no, Red this is Dawn. the 1984 version. Then I version. don't want to hear about it. <laughs> then, what do you mean? The 19, this, I love... I've never the, seen either. I love this movie. For, first of all, this is... I think, it's like, I think it's close to three hours long. It's actually a really long movie. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But um, this scene, it's a little sensitive for anyone for like present day right now in America. But they're the, basically the Russians are gonna land in America. This is the first three minutes of the movie. The Russians land in America and then just open fire on a whole bunch of students. It is crazy. Like the movie doesn't take any second to just like okay, like this is the premise. I, that's probably one of my favorite things about this. Is it gets right into it. This is the first couple minutes. Look, they're all parachuting down onto the yard of the school, and these guys just open fire. This is like. If there ever was a literal World War Three, we all know. Like, it would probably have to do with Russia. So, I mean, like, that's one of the reasons why I love this movie because it shows Americans becoming the insurgents huh. and having to hide in their own country while fighting against um, the Russians. It's also cool because it talks a little... Not doesn't talk about it, but it kind of shows how America is really hard to invade because not only do we have two oceans on both sides of us, but we also we have, have teenagers. We also have two mountain ranges <laughs> on the, both sides of us. And the teenagers in this movie that fight against the Russians, they hide in the mountains, and that's where they do most of their guerrilla warfare. I think that... that I, I love this movie. Look, watch, watch. They just start opening fire. <laughs> they start oh opening fire. It's crazy. Watch. This thing... They, like It... it it gets pretty serious. Oh yeah, you can't make this today. Yeah, no, no way. You cannot <laughs> yeah, make this. It's not gonna make happen. This one. Yo. It's not happening. Oh, I'm offended. But this is so good. Like I, I don't oh, understand the, what those kids thought they were doing. Oh though. my god. Oh no. You see that guy hiding in the corner? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, but. Oh, I'm nice. like, oh, get him. I mean, this also is kind of like reds. this is also like fantasy a little not bit. Not Herbie. Where it's like these little kids like <laughs> destroying people, which I'm totally fine with because this is like if there was ever an attack on American soil. I mean, like, I'm sure I'd be, I'd be scared just like everyone else. But, like, I'd like to imagine I'd do something about it, you know? It's pretty hardcore. <laughs> this is awesome. This movie's awesome. <laughs> they're, that they're, would never happen. But this movie's so cool. But I want, I want to show one more scene from this movie that Adam, it's his favorite oh scene. God, it's Adam's bro. 
favorite scene. I don't. I don't think I have the sound hooked up right now. I'll have it hooked up for the next round. But um, oh, and Patrick Swayze is in this. <laughs> yeah, I forgot Patrick also, this Swayze. Movie, this movie <laughs> is close to three hours. It's actually is it an hour and fifty four. Oh, I'm so wrong. So I it's was actually so wrong. It's, I mean, it's closer to three hours than it is zero. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, All right, okay, let me you know. Sh- let me show you, huh? One, one more scene. This, this is Adam's favorite scene. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if, <laughs> if it's intentional or not. What? But um, they're, the jumpsuits they were wearing, those black and white jumpsuits. Yeah. I mean, it. it reminds me of an Oreo. It also reminds me of that, like that. That black and white thing, the the, the Japanese thing, the the black and oh, white the, swirl. The, well, I'm not saying because I bet this is a word. What? I'm not saying whatever because why would you make anyone say that? Hold on. Is that Henry Dean Stan? I have no idea. But this is Adam, is him, this actually. is Adam's favorite scene because there's a part <laughs> <laughs> where he Daddy. Where, so 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 the the teenagers, the American teenagers, their father is is put into like a prison camp. <laughs> And the teenagers go go to visit their father and say, Dad, what are we going to do? And the dad goes, Avenge me! <laughs> Avenge me! Avenge me! Avenge me! And the kids are like, Dad! And and Adam fucking, Adam fucking shits on this, bro. Bro, they are so oh, stupid, man, bro. It's so like, funny. Daddy! Dada! <laughs> look, look, avenge me, bro. <laughs> Oh, it's good. But this this really is a great movie. It feels like it's long. I don't know. Maybe that's just because. Is that um, good? I I think so. I feel I think it's a good thing because there's so many sequences in this I love. And, like there's helicopters, there's guns. I'm like it really is like some kind of like fantasy world where like it's like it's my, I have to save the country. You know, it's like it's re- I I love this. I love this movie. We um, got all the Americans in jail. We got all the <laughs> Americans in jail. Joe Biden, what would you think about World War Three? All right, listen here, Mister Sputin. <laughs> one, one, ball, one small step for Russian man into Ukraine is one giant leap into World War Three. There you go. You know he's right. I'll, yeah, I'd vote again. Again, <laughs> again I mean, I oh, mean, for me. And also, I'm gonna do like a Donald Trump thing because I any viewers who are liberal or probably think we hate Biden. We hate both of them. We're not anything. So. Um, let me just say that, uh, yeah, I'll ask Trump a question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, President, President Trump, how do you feel about sending uh, the young people to to fight in war? It's it's very, very good. I love, I love the young people. We got a lot, (laughs) we got a lot of people, a lot of young people. I also, I would like them a lot when I was with Epstein. It was very good. It was very, very good. He knew how to get the young people. I know how to get the young people too. We got the best young people. I can send them to war. There we go. Good. Thank you. Thank you. uh, Just remind me why I love that man. (laughs) Guys. I love Biden. Let's move into. I love Biden. He's so old and cute. (laughs) <laughs> let's, move, let's move into round know, two. So round two and three. Soda! Two, one. I will not risk open war. Open war is upon you. Whether you would risk it or not. Yo, what's up, everybody? Right. It's no. round two. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're going crazy. What's your movie? What's your stupid, stupid movie? <laughs> what's your stupid oh, movie? Oh, I didn't even think. Pick one. Right, because I didn't one. even think. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Yeah. Oh, edging of tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) You got to make it last for a whole day. You got to reach tomorrow. Yeah. This is an underrated movie. I like this. Dude, yeah, this movie is so good for no reason. Give us the rigmarole. What's the story? Tell us about the story. Um, I, I've never <laughs> seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen this It has been quite some time since I watched this, but it's basically these guys are fighting a bunch of aliens. Like, the whole world is combating, like, the apocalypse of aliens and shit. But they find out that if you punch them hard enough, they squirt on you, and when they do that, yeah. you can time travel. No, they, he got blown up with a, cl- with a claymore. 
No, he yeah. oh, he got juice on him. No, what it was he is he alien, took he the took the claymore. So basically, what the premise of this is is that Tom Cruise is sort of like, sort of like the frontman spokesperson for the military, where he's the pretty boy that the military mm-hmm. sends out to promote to get recruiting numbers up and stuff like that. He's never really done anything. He's never really seen real action. And the whole premise of this movie is that he ends up being like dumped into this huge war zone during an alien invasion, World War Three type thing. Yeah, but the and way while, he got his and while, and while he is out there the first time. He takes a claymore and he like points it at the alien that's coming to get him, mm-hmm. like a mother type alien, like a mother creature type alien. And he points it and the claymore explodes and it puts a bunch of black goo on him and it burns his uh-huh. face. But the black goo is like a time thing because the exactly. aliens can see into the future. Or some I tell shit. you. And then it gives him time travel powers goo. where when he dies, the day just repeats and he has to figure uh-huh. out how to do the day properly. So it's like, it's basically him like auto saving so he can beat a level of a game. Yeah, he just constantly awesome. restarts over and over yeah. each death. So it's he a, can train himself, yeah. he can get better. He you can learn the piano. Progress. Yeah, if you wanted. If you <laughs> really wanted, you could. But yeah, it's basically like just a, a giant world war against these aliens and then slowly they progress and find out that there is actually a way what that they may be able to stop it. 2014. I saw this movie like maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago. And I was surprised because when I saw this like on trailers, when I, when, like, I think my dad was watching or something, I was like, oh man, this looks like it's going to be like, this is not worth anyone's time. It's going to be one of those movies I'm going to forget about. But I watched it and I was like, I really like this. It's really good. Yeah. I think it's well executed. And I think those suits are practical, right? Yes. And I think there's a lot of movies that most of it is that have good. the, there's a lot of movies that have that kind of Groundhog Day like um, premise where it's like, oh, you, you go to sleep or you die and you're, you're back to the, the other back at the beginning, um, I think this movie does it really well, and I think there's a lot of good payoffs. Like there's this one scene right where like these like he keeps getting jumped by some uh, military guys, and he keeps learning their combinations so he doesn't get jumped by them anymore. He just beats them up every day. Um, I don't know. I think this movie. Did also, a really you good see, job. they changed the title. This movie had a bad. This movie had a bad marketing campaign, which is why it didn't. It didn't. It may have broken broken its money back. Nobody. It didn't. It didn't do good at the box office. It didn't do great. Um, and but they were making a sequel. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but they changed the movie from Edge of Tomorrow from to Live, Die, Repeat, colon, Edge of Tomorrow. Why would they do that? Live, Die, Repeat is such a... Because I think Live, Die, Repeat is the name of the graphic novel it was based off uh, of. Oh. But, but they changed the studio changed it to Edge of Tomorrow, and it didn't... You know, people were like, why? This looks weird. But it should have done a lot better than it did. I didn't know it was a it's graphic novel. It's actually based novel. off of a manga. That's what you just said. Yeah, graphic novel. I know, but I'm... Is that what a it's manga not a comic, is? but it's a. I've never Japanese. watched Anime. Shut Anime. up! This, well, this is a movie I really like. This, um, just Troy next. Yeah, can I pitch? Can I'll Adam go, pitch yeah. my movie next time yeah, I go? Sure. Yeah, yes. I, mean, I mean, you did all the heavy lifting. Yeah, here. that wasn't what, even his yeah. choice. Go, wasn't his pick. go ahead, Troy. What's your Listen, I he wanted. He- I always do the heavy lifting. God damn! Oh man, what's your movie, Troy? So my movie is by a Russian man named Andrei Tarkovsky, and it's called The Sacrifice. And let I me wish tell could you, sacrifice you. This movie, a man uh, invites family and friends over to celebrate his birthday to his little cottage or whatever, uh-huh. and amidst all the, I guess, fun or whatever, and it's, it's actually the middle of the night, I think. Um, a broadcast goes out, and they're like, "Hey, World War Three is happening," um, and now she sends everyone into a panic. Um, this one chick does an epic scream. It's pretty awesome. I don't know if that's actually in this video or not, but. Um, the movie is really a personal story for him because I don't want to give too much away and I'm not going to pretend like I understand it all because if okay. anyone knows anything about Tarkovsky, his movies are very hard to understand. Not very hard to understand, but they're strange. Um, it becomes a personal story for him about how he believes that he can stop this war and it kind of presents the question of if the war is even happening in the first place. Is he crazy? Is this happening? Is it not happening? But um, 
you know, the, I, I chose this movie because the focal point of the film is is the war, you know, like, yeah. or else this conflict wouldn't have arisen. Um, Can I ask a question about this movie? Yes. How much is Criterion Channel paying you to take <laughs> these movies? This this is not on Criterion, though I <laughs> wish it was. Let me tell you, this movie, this is really, like, has nothing to do with the actual topic at hand, but has one of the coolest uses of fire so I've ever the, seen. the video is, nu- is called Nuclear Broadcast, so they're just listening... Yeah, like, like they're just like watching the TV and like awe, like oh, this is happening. You can see the subtitles, you know. This this kind of dreary announcer's like, hey, you know, this place just got you know, hit. There's war. There's you know, not not to be like super, not I'm always super annoying, but not to be super annoying. But this one of the reasons why like I wanted this episode is like, what other time would there be more of a you know World War Three concern than within this decade? Honestly, because like what happened a year ago, a year and a half ago, we went to sleep and the next morning they were like, oh, Russia attacked Ukraine. Yeah, it's like what the I, hell? I was up at three a.m. So as it happened, I I saw it on my phone, but it it was crazy. And it's like now it's got we've got like oh China saying I I I'm gonna attack Taiwan. Just you wait, it's gonna happen. So it's like imagine just being in your living room, being like oh, oh they they nuked Europe. Like, yeah, like it's happening, fuck, bro. And like and, the, and you can see they all kind of like are sitting there. <laughs> All kind of sitting there like, oh shit, like what are we gonna do? Yeah, it's happening. I wonder how much um, of a distant like I wonder because if I wonder if there'd be any denial to what like of seeing like Europe get like nuked because I mean obviously you'd see it like a, a few hours later when there's like a giant nuclear winter that sweeps across yeah. the entire world, but like just seeing it on a phone, I wonder how belief you because you were like yeah it's, it could be fake I don't know yeah like I'm sure a lot of people. I'm sure people would be like, shit, shit, shit. But I feel like there'd be some people who are like, and eh, this is on one of those screens. I don't really, Absolutely. that's not my problem. Absolutely. Yeah, a disconnect almost. Yeah, but a, a, a just thing I want to throw out, um, if any of you guys or anyone watching wants to watch this movie, I will warn you. You might know. Have you seen a Tarkovsky movie before? No. They are extremely slow burn movies. Okay. Like the slowest of so slow. Not like, made for modern day oh, people. No. People call like, me slow all the time. Like, this is perfect for me. <laughs> like, like this will. This movie is one of his more entertaining movies, and it will bore the this hell out of most people. This will make Tar look like Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like, is it? Does it like earn its slow part, or is like is some of it just filler? Oh no no I I think every I mean I think this specifically you know, earns it. Like, I don't think there's, but there are some movies where it's like of his that like, it's people walking through a cave, like almost saying nothing for like 10 minutes. Jeez, I like, believe like, it. Like, like he, he does it intentionally almost, um, to kind of not to bore people, but almost he, not like he did it by accident. Shut right, well, up. anyway, <laughs> I, I have a movie that some of you may not be happy that I chose. Cause you're like, okay, Mark, this isn't a war movie, but I'd argue it is. Birth of a nation is a great movie. Man. Shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> I choose Pikachu. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Maybe my, if we can click on the link. Uh, War for Planet of the Apes. Dude, I was thinking of choosing this, and I thought it, it wouldn't fit, so I didn't do it. I think I'm it jealous. does fit. I I'm think jealous. it does fit, along with other like fictional movies that like, whether whether it's robots, gorillas, or fucking, I don't I don't know, fish people, like anything that involves like a war in the world ends or, or is coming to an end, it counts. And I think this counts a lot, especially this scene right here where you have actually actual military personnel getting ready to like attack the apes who by the way are super geniuses and have their own weapons and everything it's an awesome movie i think that this trilogy and i and i know they're doing more i think i don't know when the next one's coming out but yeah, I, I think west ball is gonna do it's it. gonna like take place in like the other side of the world or i don't something. is it is it a reboot or is it like a soft reboot no it's not a reboot at all it's a it's a continuation of the series uh, also you said thanks world, disney uh, it's a continuation of the series oh, but right. i actually really like this this trilogy, and when the first movie came out, I liked it so much. But I had like a gut feeling. I was like, "Oh, there's no way that this is gonna like pick up traction." But it did, and they made three movies out of it, and I think it's awesome. 
Um, but yeah, this scene is really cool because it shows uh, like an, an last ditch effort. The the military personnel who are part of like a militia. They're not even actual military anymore. Like we got to figure out a way to you know, fight back because the apes are, they're killing us or whatever. And it's not even that the apes are killing them. It's the apes that are, are actually um, very passive. They don't want war, but the, the humans are like, we need to take our planet back. Anyway, there's a really cool scene, but I have one more scene from this movie, which is actually very famous. And I, th- and I think it might've won a few awards or it was nominated for a few awards. And it's the scene when one of the gorillas, um, Commandeers this this is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Or this is Dawn another movie. Same thing, same thing. This Dawn. is not right. Dawn. Chilling Dawn. scene. This is Whatever. chilling scene. Go fuck yourself. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I love this scene. Um, this scene is really cool. And I, was it nominated for a few awards? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, um, but it should have been. Look at that CGI. It didn't age a day. Look how good this scene is. I'm going to fast Look how real the it. actors look. <laughs> Shut up. Um, how did they get the monkeys to do that? It's crazy, right? They actually CGI'd all the people. But the look, monkeys are real. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, look at the... So this scene is great because it has the... the the gun of the tank just turning around and you see an entire 360 view so of cool. the entire <laughs> battle. Um, I mean, like, whoever was in the writer room and they're like, I have an idea, they deserve an award because this is an awesome idea. And I, and I feel like it's one of those ideas where it's like, holy shit, I have gold. Um, and they do a perfect job. And the, the animate or do you call them animators? I don't know, the CGI artists? Yeah. Um, they did a fantastic job. And I, I, I definitely think this movie counts 110%. Um, but yeah, that's it. Who's next? Want to, or are we on round three? Is it Johnny? Johnny next? John, do you want to do uh, this one? Johnny? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do your movie? Yeah, I Monkey was thinking. Well, I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking about uh, the first Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And there's a scene. Let me ask you a question because there's a scene in the first one with with, with the James Franco one, which is my favorite okay, one. Okay. Yeah. And uh, no. there's a scene where he he looks at the TV, and it's like there's a. An, uh, a newscast of these astronauts that says lost in space. Yeah. Because the original premise, the original Planet of the Apes is that these guys get lo- like lost in space in like a time warp thing and they come back and they're like, shit, we're on this planet and then it turns out to be Earth so they get caught up in a time warp. Do you think we will ever see those astronauts land on Earth? In a, in a movie? And in the, like another movie. Well, 20 years from now and they start to run out of ideas. I don't know if it's confirmed, but I thought, my idea was that, oh, these are... They're considering these prequels to the original Planet of the Apes. Yeah, like how the mo- how that's what how I thought. yeah that's what I, yeah. Oh really? That this is how. So you saw the story of the people that went to Mars. You saw their whole story. Now you're seeing the story of how it started on Earth. The three thousand years that passed between the birth of the Planet of the Apes to the end of the Planet of the Apes, um, or or to when the Mars the Mars astronauts came back. So I think these are prequels actually. Um, and that's, that's why they too. included that TV scene because because they talk about in the original Planet of the Apes, the original one, they talk about how. Um, Caesar, they say Caesar and how he rose up and yeah. did all this. Like that, that's you know, mm. yeah. So, um, and and I always interpreted it as that ship taking off was Charlton Heston exactly. ship. You know, like exactly. that was him on that ship. That's the way I thought of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, then no, we get, we get to see thing. a shitty like CGI version of him brought back from the oh, dead. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. Of just Thank him you, running Disney. around in loincloth in the middle of the fucking hot summer, all burnt up, going. Bloody baboon! I don't put, put, put in that, that clip. Put in that clip right after. That's such a good. I have a good impression of that scene. I don't think. Um, I don't think they can ruin this. I think they. They might oh, be able Disney to. Can. They might Disney be able can. To, but I would love to concede. I would love to see them continue the run with this series. Like I want to. I want to see more apes movies. I really I do. You don't. I don't. I love it. I think it's so cool. 
No, I just don't like Disney. You don't like it? I don't like Disney. Well, I don't like Disney. No, no, that's right. not what I'm saying. But I want to see gonna, more movies. But they're just going to pump them out. Ah, CGI, Charlton Heston. You know Let's do it. Do. Ah, I do think they, they should get... Cynical. I think for the new trilogy, they should get J.J. Abrams to direct the first one. <laughs> and then they should hire... Ryan, Ryan Johnson, Johnson to do the second, like the second one, one, and then hire Colin Trevorrow, and then fire him, <laughs> and then get JJ Abrams, Abrams to do it. That's again. a good idea. That's a great idea. That's exactly. What they, they should, should do that. Do. You know what we should do? Fuck it. Hard reboot. Every franchise is getting the Star Wars treatment, and we're going to start <laughs> from scratch. No more franchises. We got to build new ones. However, the only stipulation is. Just like Star Wars, there should be no plan from start to finish. Yes, yes. no yes. narrative plan. They should film the movies Mystery live. They, the Mystery movies, box. the movies should play live. Mystery You're box. at the theater and it's like a live sports. <laughs> they're just filming. Who's <laughs> making it up? Uh, uh, this bottle just has totally the improvising. It's propless inf- improv. Luke, Mystery I fucked box. your dad. Oh my Mystery god, box. Han Solo, just being like. Mystery box. I'm actually. What are you saying? I'm actually, Adam? I'm actually in love box. with Chewbacca. No, J.J. Abrams is Mystery Box. No. You don't know? No. Um, how, how You want to write movies and you don't know what a mystery box is? I don't hate I don't the whole mystery box about. thing. He's just an idiot and goes too far with it. I don't know. Wait, no, what, he's a little to me. dumb retard. It's like J.J. Yeah, Abrams being mystery like, box is a good idea. Who are raised He's acting like that's supposed to. Yeah, he's like, he's like. It sets up like 30 of them. Yeah, but he, the problem is he didn't have anything exactly. in the box. Just, There's nothing so, in there. So J.J. Abrams like setting up a million mysteries, uh, right? Gonna, okay, this got into a conversation about the state of Star Wars. Okay, okay. Just real quick. Go ahead. He sets up 15 different mysteries. But he has no answers to them. Just, oh, it's a mystery box. It's mystery. Oh, oh I wonder what the mystery is. Oh, What's the answer? Annoying. And it's like, okay, the idea of a mystery is great, but like, have an answer. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's you know? annoying. I don't like that. Yeah, you know, it's he's... funny. We're talking about how like they should be filmed live and just improvise. It's basically what The Rise of Skywalker was. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> that's, that's what it felt like. That's naked shit up on the day. <laughs> Chewbacca's dead. No, he's not. Yes, have he him, is. No, have him kiss. Have him kiss. Do you remember when Lando like winks at the black girl who's leader of the resistance and he... They, we'll they, find them together. It's like, are they like? Says. Is he like sexually attracted no, no. to her? And then they're like, "That's her father." Like, how would it? Wait, what about, wait, what about how Finn the entire time was like, "Ray, I have to tell you something." <laughs> His entire time, you're thinking, "Oh, he he's in, wait, he's in love with her." That's not what it is. <laughs> he was gonna be like, "Ray, I'm force sensitive." <laughs> shut up! Yo, like, wait, shut wait. up! Jo- John Boyega, that's his name, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, on Twitter, he said it's not about. He, they were like, everyone was like, Adam Driver kissed her, blah blah blah. Raised with uh, Kylo, and he he responded and said, "It's not about who kisses her first; it's about who lays the pipe." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he basically implied that Finn had sex with Ray canonically. Also, also, also canonically, uh, Ray and Kylo are cousins. By the way, third cousins, but they still are. All right, we gotta stop talking. Let's about let's, Star let's Wars. go to next next round. Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. Let's go to next round. <laughs> Star Wars in three. This could be in the past. Two, we don't know. One. All right, so my next movie is a movie called Equilibrium. And before this, uh, this we did this podcast, Mark was like, you need movies. So I went on the IMDb list, and I looked up World War III movies, and this was num- one number 100 on the list. So I picked this one because I've seen 20 minutes of it, and I haven't seen the rest. <laughs> oh, so I was great. hoping somebody else has watched it so they can explain what the movie is. I have never seen this movie. All <laughs> right, so basically the premise is like it's in the future and stuff, <laughs> and all these guys have to take pills so that they don't have emotions. Oh, but horrible. then Christian Bale stops taking his pills, and then he starts to have emotions. And then he's like, should I kill people? <laughs> it's just World War III. I don't no. know. <laughs> they said it was a World War Three movie. Because look at him <laughs> running out look that at, door. Look at him. He's Batman. Christian Bale kicking a door like that isn't oh my God, World War Three. I don't know. What, how they all How old do you think he is in this movie? 
What? 23? Well, he was born in 1974, so that means that... How do you know been, that offhand? He would have been 28 years old. You're a crazy <laughs> person. I, the only reason I ask because it's crazy that Heath Ledger was 25 in The Dark Knight. Mm. What? So really? Batman. Yeah. Holy shit. Right? We gotta get what? going. I know. All right. Um, all right. That's your movie. Yeah. Uh, Adam, go ahead. What's wait, your, wait. Keep watching. Wait. Watch. Oh, okay. It's just a black screen. Oh, oh shit! Shooting everybody. Oh, it's, oh, it's like it's like Yo. the Batman. Holy shit! This is where Matt Reeves got the idea for the Batman. Because <laughs> that's pretty. What the hell? His arms move like His that. His arms are moving all crazy. <laughs> this. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? It actually, looks kind of silly. This is actually justice. Silly. If for anybody listening, it's just like Christian Bale firing a bunch of guys in the. Uh, it's like he's doing the YMCA. With he's guns. at his desk and he says, "You're fired." No, he's firing like. <laughs> Bullets at these guys, but his arms are moving like weird spaghetti <laughs> so keyframed noodles. <laughs> That's so funny. Holy shit, bro. All right, you want to move on to the next movie? Adam, go ahead. Good luck with this one, Adam. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to do it. All right. Uh. All right, Adam, go, uh, what movie <clears throat> is this? Uh. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> was that one of your picks? I should have picked this. Uh, I didn't even think of why it. Why is this Tenet explained? Why did you what choose video this, is this video? Today, <laughs> I'm going to explain Tenet to you. I picked Tenet the first video I found. Fuck, dude, this is a fantastic movie. <laughs> Tenet explained. It's all right, Johnny. All right, Johnny, you could, you could explain it with Explain me. the movie and why it's World War Three. movie. What's cool yeah. about it is it's like... So what's cool about it is like... You cocksucker, you, you let me finish, and then you can have your turn. You said explain it with you. All right. But not in tangent. But not in tangent. Listen... All right, explain the okay. movie. Explain the movie. What's cool about it is not like a huge war for like the world and everything. It's that at one point in time, there is a nuke that is going to get set off that will destroy the entire world. So you have essentially two sides of people fighting from the future and from the past. You What's suck wrong? Explaining I, don't think, no, I don't think the point is that there's a nuke that's going to destroy the world. They, that's why they do what they do to no, stop it. No, it's not a nuke. It's... It's the the algorithm that will reverse time itself. So basically, what the it's f- essentially oh. a nuke because it erases reality. I mean, you can, everyone dies. Yeah, that's not what a nuke is. A nuclear it's a nuclear it's explosion is different from a all machine right, right, right. that makes time. It's not a nuke. It's a machine that ends everything. Okay, right. not a nuke. But but yeah. Basically. Anyway, in order to stop that, you have people sending people back from the future to the past to stop it, and people sending others from the past to the future to stop it. Right. right. So think of, think of it this way. Imagine you're going into the movie theater, because this is the premise of the movie. It's called Time Inversion, where an object, its entropy is reversed through time. So let's say, you know, Mark was inverted. He's traveling back in time from his perspective, and from my perspective, he's walking backwards while mm-hmm. I travel into the future. So basically, it's like, imagine you're going to see this movie, and while you're going into the movie theater, you see yourself walking backwards into the movie theater through the exit. And then you get inverted halfway through the movie. And then when you leave the theater, you're traveling backwards in time. And you see yourself from earlier traveling forwards. But he's walking backwards from your perspective because you're going backwards in time. It's crazy. Yeah. It's you, a crazy you, have, you have to watch have, like, you have, you have to, to watch, watch multiple movie. viewings to even like, I've seen start it four to times. your head around This it. movie is like, I, when I tell people about this movie, it's like, how does it, what is it like? I'm like, imagine you're watching a movie. And then at one point in the movie, you're... The blood in your brain starts to reverse course. That's what it feels like when I think about this movie. It gives me a headache. I've never seen. It's a movie. great movie. Really, so many people, dude. You've never watched. It takes it, me like famously long to watch Christopher Nolan movies. Dude, this movie. Th- I think that if this movie was released with no COVID, it would have made like at least six hundred million worldwide. 
because it, it made three fifty during. It was really, it was really September twenty. Christopher Nolan. He wrote it too. Yeah, he wrote, he does everything. It's so and high concept. It's, it's so good, dude. Yeah. And he, so that movie made three hundred fifty million dollars in September twenty twenty. Was it was it uh, Christopher Nolan that like got an English degree first before he became like yes. a yeah? That's interesting, isn't it? Like it's a revolving door almost. The machine they go through. Yeah, it's called turnstile. Yeah, once you reach the next side, it's as if everything is now whatever it was going to do in the future, like move forward. Everything now just does the reverse. Right? right. Imagine like you are, you know, basically if you're inverted. Imagine you see the world like a videotape being rewinded. And you're going mm-hmm. like you're going forward, but as you're walking forward, everything else is going backwards. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's interesting. So, so time like, is moving backwards while you're living right, in so that you can, space. So you could just send stuff back in time. So like, like hypothetically, if you invert an object, you can just send like a gun in back to like the 1400s. But it would take that gun when that gun gets back to the 1400s. Since its entropy is reversed, from that gun's perspective, it's like 400 years old. And what about from our perspective? Like it stills ages. From our perspective, we would see it. Um, would it like if we were, if we were able to watch it through time, it would take still four hundred years. Yeah, but, but so like, but but the, 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 the thing is, the way time inversion works is that some like Neil could be thirty years old, but he could only be living in like a certain time frame of five years because he's been inverting and and going forward and then backwards in time and then going th- through again. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, also, what's insane is as long as you have the intent. To do something with an object that got inverted, it will yes do the inverse action because you were going to do it right. So it will go to its right. predestined spot. So like, let's say you you think about like let's say there's an inverted bullet on the table. Okay, it's traveling backwards through time. So and you're traveling forwards, and if you think about dropping the bullet as you put your hand over it, the bullet will go up into your oh, hand. That's where it's meant to be, even though it's never been there. It, it, it's there. From its the perspective, future. it has. From its perspective, yes. but in re, but like in contra reality, it's never been there. Not not from your perspective. Okay, no. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, Again, this movie. So you what, have to watch. What this movie. gives yeah. them this power? It's uh. So basically, what it is is a scientist in the future found this technology. Okay. And then inverted a turnstile itself. Is like that it, what turnstile yes, is? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It inverted it the. It inverted this time machine thing by itself and sent it back into the past by switching its entropy. So it just. Sit if you sits in a vault, but it's 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 I can't even like there's diagrams Let's, on you could see like forty minute diagrams on YouTube where people make animations showing how this stuff like works. What's also crazy, what makes it so confusing is that the things happening in reverse and the things happening forward take up the same space. So you're yeah. watching both happen simultaneously, and it's so confusing to watch. So you'll watch people battle. And for one guy, they're fighting in reverse, and one guy is fighting forward. Okay, uh, other question, but how do they harness this power, though? Is it imbued in their body once they go into the turnstile? It's only through sending something through a turnstile. So once you go into the turnstile, your body just has this power. Yeah, but also you have to breathe. You have to have a ma- an, os- an oxygen it's not like mask. A power. It's like you're in a new world. There's two spaces, but they okay. co-inhabit. Okay, right. I'll have to watch it. Dude, I'll just have to watch it. You got to watch it like five times and you'll enjoy it so much. Because yeah, every time I'm, you watch it, you learn more. It just takes me so long to get to Christopher Nolan movies. Like when, when It took me like five years to watch Inception. Not because I didn't want to watch it, but like, I don't know. I think it's something about like, uh, so maybe maybe it's the trailers. Maybe it's like so, the color palette they use. It just doesn't, it's not very inviting for me. But I love all his movies. Let's just agree that you're wrong. 
<laughs> well, I can't be wrong about loving all of his movies, just not wanting to watch them when they first come the out. The thing is, people always say, oh, Inception was high concept. It's so difficult to understand. I didn't understand it. It's like Inception's really easy to get. It's not that difficult. This is actually, like, you have to do your homework yes. to understand it. Like, this is actually ridiculous. I, no, I, I actually, I do think... Your brain you know, hurts. No, I think to un, to fully understand it, it might be, but to sw- experience it as a movie, it's not that difficult. No, you can experience it the first time. You have a general idea of what is going on. Like, this is moving backwards. This is moving forward. Yeah. You have to stop I'd like, this. I'd like to make a, dive a, a very... We should I'd, just do a 10 episode. I'd like to we make just a... spend 20 minutes on that. We could do a Christopher Nolan episode. Oh! Oh! That'd be awesome. Can we stop and just do that? Yeah, right? Hold on, hold on. I'd like to make a very bold statement. Um, although watching in theaters is preferred, and uh, I will choose that every time, I do think for some movies like Tenet, like Inception, like things like The Matrix, anything like that, I feel like having the luxury of watching at home helps you understand the movie because you can pause and be like, let me think about what just happened. And that's why I think I like watching some of the movies at home way more because I could actually like be there with the movie instead of just sit. The movies When I'm in the theater watching for the first time, the movie's happening around me. But in the second viewing at home, I'm watch. I'm with the movie, and I feel like I like that. You just know? imagining Mark watch movies like a psychopath, just being like, <laughs> just like something happens, like a like a like in Breaking Bad or something like that, where his wife is like, "I fucked Ted," and Mark just pausing the video and going, <laughs> <laughs> "Like what?" Oh man. Anyway, I think we should end it on that. Yeah, we, should end, we should end it we're on at, that. Dude, that was we just spent like 15 Subtr- minutes Subtract on 12 minutes Honestly, for the beginning b- bullshit you guys fucking do. We could we're talk about Tenet for a episode. whole podcast. We'll, we'll, we should, I was possible. thinking about that. We, we will schedule a, 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 um, a Christopher Nolan episode, all right? Okay. Um, but that's about it. Thank you guys so much for watching. This has been a bonus episode for World War Three movies or war, world-ending war movies. Um, any last words, idiots? No, it's all right. <laughs> Alright guys, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs> Peace.